Howdy, partners, and welcome to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. I'm your host, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, and I didn't come up with an intro today. So what? Sue me. I'm uh, here joined, as always, by... Uh, I'm Dan Ryan. Um, I also didn't come up with an intro, but since Jonathan said howdy, I'll just remind everyone that the anime god gives his rootinest battles to his tootinest cowboys. Uh, That's what we, we gotta go. remember yeah. during these times. Yeah. Did someone call the dinkster? <laughs> Someone ring the dinkster. Right, listen, Dan. I've been through a lot. <laughs> you do not want to pick a fight with me today on air. I'll go off. I'll bring it to the podcast if I have to. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, we're resuming Trigon today, which mm-hmm. is, you know, one of the shining points of my otherwise dark week. It is yes. a great anime. We are midway through. We're going to meet some rapscallions. We're going to get some backstory and we're going to see a little bit more sci-fi today. Mm-hmm. So... All elements that I'm sure you and our audience members will enjoy. Of course. Uh, Before we do, though, any life, news, video game, anime updates to share? I basically have nothing. I'm going to scrape the bottom of the barrel. But uh, why don't you kick us off, Dan? Well, in the dark of night, you did uh, issue me a a desperate request to to find some news. So I also had no news, Mm -hmm. but I did manage to scrounge together some headlines that I thought would be fitting. Awesome. Uh, First things first, because of the age that we live in, I guess people are getting accidental early copies of Tears of the Kingdom, Mm -hmm. so if you do not want any part of that game spoiled for you, just be aware that people are probably going to be posting entire plot points on TikTok. And I'm sure I'm going to see them before I even have a chance to pick up the game, so I'm I'm just preparing myself for it. Yeah, so just be wary, it's out there in the wild, so just, you know, if you're you're into that, or, you know, you don't want to go in... Uh, with any prior knowledge, I, I had parts of a Star Wars game spoiled for me uh, by TikTok just yeah. the other day. Yeah. Not a good feeling when you're when you're trying to avoid it, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, so that is that is out there. So just be warned. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, jumping off of video games, there was one video game that I could sit down and play. Uh, the DLC has been just released. Xenoblade Three has given mm-hmm. me a bounty yet again, another 40-plus hour expansion mm-hmm. that is a prequel to the events that's happening in this game and kind of a sequel to the other two games. Mm-hmm. So it's in that middle region. But so far, so good. We're getting six new and old goobers alike to play with in our party. They've uh, brought elements from the older games, including my favorite, the Collectopedia, which is you just get these random things that are scattered around the world and you put them in this little binder and you put a sticker in it and it gives you points. I remember that. And I said, I like this. This gives me a reason just to walk around these areas, level up, get over leveled and collect everything I see. So, Mm -hmm. so far that was not in Xenoblade 3 proper. Uh, they kind of had this trading system thing going on, but I do like this Collectopedia. Of course. And it gives you a percent of how much you've done, 
and what's left to do and i say this is exactly what i need is to go through a tedious list and just feel like i've accomplished something dan well hey that's that's why i like those percentages in games like that Mm -hmm. yeah as long as there's not a 102 percent well you never know you 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 truly never know yeah so xenoblade i will be making through it making my way through it slowly but surely uh in the weeks to come i think i only have a few shows left and hopefully my saturdays will be devoted to catching up with video games of course and such well, as the summer heat bears down, it might be good to relax with a good video game. What do you game. mean, Dan? It was 40 degrees this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a little strange. Yeah. A little, little strange. Mm. But uh, but on video game note, uh, I picked up this past week uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, the mm. sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I think I mentioned it last week. That was sort of the great unifier, even Grant the the curmudgeon that he is uh you know was able to get immersed in that and loved it the first one i mean uh and this second one just builds on everything from that first game and it is fun i've been having the time of my life i'm proud of you sweetie uh you can you know lots of customization stuff lots of like story things and and puzzles to do Mm -hmm. with like a mix of uh you know when you turn the combat settings up to their most intense it can kind of play a little Souls-esque, okay. if you want to. All you right. go through an area, and, uh, you know, if, you, if you're if you killed, you respawn back at a, like, a meditation point, and then you can go find the enemy who killed you and, you know, get your buffs back and stuff. Mm. Um, but, again, lots of different builds that you can go for. They put the crossguard lightsaber in there, which, functionally, they made, like, a claymore, so it's, like, a giant sword. So, obviously, as we know from all of our weeb tropes, it is stronger but slower. Mm. Uh, you can also dual-wield a saber and a blaster if you want to go that way. Wow. Uh, for, for some sci-fi goodness. Um, but just fantastic game so far. Mm. I, I've been... That's pretty much all I've been doing this weekend. Mm. Uh, with the weather keeping me indoors and such. Yes. Um... But no, I'm just looking forward to keep going with it because I don't mm-hmm. I don't even think I'm that far for the amount of time that I've played mm. uh, this this past weekend. So it's just good to do. Star Wars is obviously my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you and I, we, we, you know, we, we've been fighting some dark energies yeah, these past we couple have. weeks. Yes. Um, but but Star Wars is uh, is old reliable. Mm. I um. I want to tell a little story. Huh? Yeah, obviously, I was right. feeling feeling a little down, yeah. and I started up Jedi Survivor, and in in one of the opening parts, your your character is like navigating his way through uh, Coruscant, like the undercity of Coruscant, like mm-hmm. the sleazy, you know, hidden from sunlight part yeah. of Coruscant, and yeah. some stormtroopers are making banter with one another as you, you know, approach them to do a sneak attack or whatever, and it's like, oh yeah, I was thinking of uh, of grabbing some turbo dogs, glizzies, <laughs> uh, for, the, for those uninitiated, uh, uh, to eat, mm-hmm. and the other stormtrooper was like, oh, you know, I've heard a rumor that those are made of scrats, <laughs> and when I tell you that I chuckled, <laughs> I, I belly laughed, I guffawed. Mm-hmm. Like a madman. Because they they couldn't come up with like a... A better stupid sci-fi word than well, just don't adding don't they have a... womp rats? Can't you use them instead? Well, yeah, they do. But yeah. no, they just put scrats. They scrats. Yeah. And later on... Tasty they... scrats. Tasty scrats. They're made out of scrat meat. Mm-hmm. And I just... I fucking laughed at the <laughs> at the sheer stupidity of it. You have to laugh. And then, and then later on in the game, not like maybe an hour later, 
you you find scammels, which are camels, but they're a scam, I guess. Uh-huh. And it's like it's perfect. It's just well, it's absolutely perfect. Yeah. But I've been playing that. I've been enjoying it. Mm. So I will keep everyone posted on that mm-hmm. uh, as I go. Uh, some movie news. Mm-hmm. We got a few trailers, a few teases this week. Mm-hmm. We got that Avatar animated movie. Yes. That's coming our way. Looking good. Something to look forward to. Our boy Kenneth Bra has put out his third in the trilogy. Agatha Christie trilogy. Death in Venice. We got a teaser trailer for that. I was going to say Ghost of Venice, but I, I that, that's not right. Yeah. No, it might be Ghost of Venice, but it's Death in Venice, I think. Yeah. And Michelle Yeoh's in it. And from this trailer, it looks a little spooky. It does. Yeah, and it's not just the acting. <laughs> He's gonna have to fight ghosts. Yeah, yeah. And his mustache is back. So. Hercule Poirot. Yep. I saw that at the paper mill. Murder on the Orient Express. It was good. It was two hours of theater. It mm-hmm. was. I was like, this is a little short, and the set was interesting. But yeah, yeah. Well, we, like, we like those. The train. Yeah, the train was good through projection, and they kind of had like the the carriages on like those things you put the hotel luggages on mm-hmm. that like swapped back and forth. It was very smooth. I was like, oh, all right, that's that's a, at least it's a set. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting nonetheless. And, and it's just marvels me how people don't know about the twist of Agatha Christie novels after, you know, how long they've been out. Yeah. Hmm. It, but, I, hey, if it's exposing new people to it, yeah. then then so be it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, the Exorcist David Gordon Green trilogy got teased. Yes. I hope that doesn't go the way of Halloween, but... It probably will. Probably will. Yeah. Well, that was that was a definitive movie event for us mm-hmm. last year, so yes. I, I don't know, maybe even if it's bad, that still gives us content, I suppose. Yeah. And uh, then the Hunger Games, what is it? Uh, yeah, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Oh my gosh. That, the, that trailer dropped. I, I saw that trailer yesterday as I was reloading things onto my new Switch and watching a YouTube video, and I said, oh, I'll sit and watch this. Surely I've seen all the Hunger Games proper, and I've read the books previous. What? Let's give this franchise another go. And the cast had everyone in it. it Rachel Zegler. We got Viola Davis. Yes. We got Peter Dinklage. Everyone's here. Mm-hmm. And yet, and yet, I still feel this movie will be dumb. I'm sure it will be. Yeah. Because we know what it has to build to. Mm-hmm. We know that it has to build to... Uh, sexy President Snow, who the internet fell in love with, despite uh-huh. of what he becomes, he yes. does grow up to be quite the awful person. Poison President Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to have to grow up to be Poison My President rosebuds. Man. <laughs> yeah, he's is he's, he's gonna he's gonna use poison to defeat his enemies, and we know that that's how he's going to end up. So. Mm-hmm. I'm always interested in. I mean, obviously, with Hunger Games, you have to go the prequel route because there's nowhere else to, to go. go. Um. But I would, I would say, and in discussing it with other people, I would say that those those original Hunger Games movies are probably one of the most decent examples of a movie series yeah. that we have. Yeah, adapting like young fiction. Yes, teenage fiction. Like they didn't they didn't cut too much mm-hmm. that like would would leave viewers confused, and they kind of maintained their momentum the entire way through. They yeah. kind of you know they told the story they needed to tell, and mm-hmm. that was that. So, I'm excited for it. I just do hope that this is not like a Hobbit situation where we're going to milk unnecessary movies out of this. Um, Yeah. And just have a question. Like, I mean, it's 10 years since the Hunger Games started, and now they're going back to, like, 50s technology? What happened? We don't know. (laughs) I also don't know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hmm. Maybe we'll find out. I thought in the canon of the Hunger Games... What were... What what Hunger Games were we... We were on... We're like on the 50th or something, right? Yeah, because quartered well. So... All right. Okay. So I guess if it's a yearly event, then then that that well, timeline does make sense. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Because then that way, young man has forty years to become uh, whatever yeah, that actor right. is from the original movie. Yeah, I forgot it was a yearly thing. I'm pretty sure it but is. I think there was like a nuclear war, and like they resorted back to fifties technology. I don't know. Well, no, That's there strange. there definitely yeah. was a, a, yeah. some kind of big war, and then the the you know mm-hmm. there was a rebellion, and then mm-hmm. the rebellion. Um, failed, and then the... Split into the, the districts. The bougies yeah. punished the rebel... Like, the rebels mm-hmm. with the Hunger Games. Yeah. So, you know, that's... That's... The, so, but I, I mean, I'm assuming that the time frame makes sense. Because it looks like future President Snow keeps having war flashbacks mm-hmm. in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming he took part fighting the There's rebellion. There's gonna be a World War Two. There is gonna be a World War II. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so I, I I would be interested to see how it leads into everything, but mm. yep, well, that's my well run dry. Um, okay, so I I'll I'll come forward with the bits and bobs that I collected. I think one thing that I forgot to comment on last week, if it even happened last week, was the Godzilla X Kong: A New Empire. Oh, Big Monkey. Uh, yes, the only thing we got was Big Monkey. <laughs> I saw that all over TikTok. We got big monkeys on a uh, on a throne surrounded by the bones of his enemies, <laughs> um, and we don't know anything besides big monkey. Yeah. Uh, the internet was quick to point out that he looks like Lanky Kong. Probably uh, is a character excluded from the Super Mario Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. Nintendo's silence on that is deafening. I mm-hmm. can assure you. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just a big ooh. <laughs> it's a big or big dadangatan sitting on that chair. Yeah. We don't know who he is. We don't know if he's based on uh, an existing kaiju. Uh, the only ones that he could be based on are uh, Sanda and I'm Santa. Sanda, and oh. I'm forgetting the other one. But there were two. There were only other two apes that were in the Toho universe. Mm. They were the gargantuans. They were two. Like large Bigfoot type things, um, mm. but there's only one of him. So that we I, see. That we see. Yeah, maybe they're hiding it for the second act. So it it, it kind of conflicts with a lot of stuff that people have been leaking. So I think the leakers oh. got it wrong, mm. and this is like truly uncharted territory for wow. what we're going into. So yeah. who knows who that big that big monkey could be? But he seems to be ominous. He seems to pose a threat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. We'll see what happens. On but, his banana throne. Yeah. Throne of banana and bones. That's the Hunger Games prequel that yes. we that we did need. Um, then we also got the trailer, because I, pr- I'm i pretty sure that some kind of cinema event happened. Yeah, CinemaCon. Or Cinema, cinema Fest. Yeah, yeah, so we got the trailer for Disney's Wish. <laughs> Wish. Wish. <laughs> Um, and... It looks fine. It looks fine. Yeah. Um, 2D animated with 3D animation effects in mm-hmm. there as needed. I, I don't... I forget if it, like, switches between them at some point. Mm. I um, saw the trailer. It was interesting enough. But, like, Luma shows up yeah. and, and well, grants... explaining how the wishing star came to be. To that's end. right. That's right. Um, in case you ever wanted to know. So Weesh is coming. We I think we got another trailer for Hot and Cold that I didn't watch. Oh, that um, movie. There's something about that movie that 
It doesn't do anything for me. It seems like a parody of of Pixar. Yeah, movies, and maybe it? I'll watch it and it'll be like a tearjerker. Yeah, but wow, I just don't feel inclined to watch that. It feels like like uh like a a parody of a Pixar movie that would be in the background of a Simpsons episode. Yeah. Like, oh, it's hot and cold. It's fire and water. Mm-hmm. They want to date each other, but they can't. So, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know. I mean, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. We've been wrong before, I but... Mean, some pretty wild uh, subject topics have come up at Pixar. Yes. So, yeah. you know, Zootopia fan favorite. Yeah. Uh, you're dealing with, like, xenophobia. Yeah. Yeah. Who thought that would work out as well as it did? But... You know, and I think there was a handful of other, like, Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. I think there was something about Indiana Jones in there, uh, but not, like, a new trailer or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Wicked um, footage was revealed. Wicked footage I was going yeah. to bring up yeah. because you've Cynthia been... Cynthia Erivo gets a new riff. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it, as you know. Of course. Um, but other than that... <laughs> Nothing. There, There is not a whole lot of news. It's We're just fine. Kind of waiting a... for Zelda. <laughs> waiting for a lot of things. Um, but that being said, mm. to balance out the lack of huge headlines, I do have a decent-sized tangent to oh get through. Oh, boy. Um, so, phase one. I got a lot of art coming. Okay. Lots of... I've had a lot of free time on my hands, so I... I I'm in the process of finishing up, um, like, multiple pieces that I'm going to be sending to you for final approval mm-hmm. very, very soon. Um, they've come, they're coming along nicely, I think. Mm-hmm. Giant Hummingbird will probably be one of the next ones to come out, okay. um, as, as well as a few other more recent prompts that you gave me. But obviously I'm going back as well and finally getting a lot of older ones done. Uh, and maybe even some remasters oh, going on okay. for, for things that have already happened. I kind of want to... Keep tweaking the presentation so that they, you know, look really good. Um, so, first things first. Obviously, Giant Hummingbird won out in the flying taxi race. Yes. I figured that Monarch Butterfly, mm-hmm. in order to make it like a proper Volcarona equivalent, we could probably give that to the Queen of Hearts lady mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. Okay. Um, on the subject of Las Vegas... Uh, this is not so much a prompt demand, but it is something that I'm assuming you'll need time to meditate over. Mm. Uh, I will need an Elvis Mon. Oh, yes. Because yeah. Pyramid King whatever yeah. is an Elvis impersonator. And you go to the little chapel. Uh, <laughs> well, he has the pyramid, but oh, yeah. we'll put a chapel in mm. front of it. Yeah. Um, so if uh, you want to start thinking on that, like what... What would an Elvis Mon be, since okay. you've immersed yourself in that lore? Yeah. You've been awash in that lore. It's my lore. cross to bear. In uh, that snow job for so long, uh, maybe you want to come up with that. And then okay. we'll give Monarch Butterfly to Queen. We'll leave the other two for a uh, future date. Okay. Um, as we've kept going, there's only like a small number of housekeeping things. Uh, maybe go back and reflect on Natu and Zatu, mm-hmm. because one of the OG prompts that you gave me was regional forums for the two of them, mm-hmm. but obviously we've discussed a shitload of stuff since then, mm-hmm. we've, we've added a lot of new birds, we've added a lot of new, like, type combinations, so think on what you would want Natu and Zatu to be. Okay. We obviously have, um, we have, uh, a fire flying macaw coming via one of your prompts. Mm-hmm. Obviously, our big legendary itself is a you know flying electric 
you know, Vulture. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the Pidgeot line getting reinvented as, like, fighting, flying. Mm-hmm. We have our Steelbird coming soon. Hummingbird. Hummingbird. Lots so birds. think on whatever you... Baseball bird. Base, well, but that is... Oh, yeah, still, uh, still so bird. think on whatever you would uh, would want Natu and Zatu to be. Okay, so they won't be flying. Okay. No, no perfect. Yep. Yeah. And I'll think something out. Yeah, they, they could lose their ability to fly, and then that would, mm-hmm. you know, inform what they are. That I I like that already. Yes. But think on them, because um, they're going to be chilling down there, down there near the um, Nazca lines. Mm-hmm. Um, on that note, mm-hmm. with the Nazca lines, mm-hmm. uh, do we want to give Sigalif an evolution? Yeah, yeah, we could do a we could do a pet cemetery. Sometimes dead is better, sort of thing. Like a. I was one of the things I thought of was like a was like the sandbird. Yeah, yeah, something yeah, I like that. That works too. We could we could. Uh, oh wait, what, what what did you mean? No, in terms no, no. Of... I'm just saying, like that's where my mind goes when I think of sigils on the ground. No, I, that that idea works. Yours, okay. the sandbird. Yeah. Um. So you know we have that. Uh, the prompts that I will demand from you mm-hmm. are things to populate the rainforest. Yes, I've been trying. Yeah. <laughs> South America has almost nothing mm-hmm. still aside. Well, it, no, that's not true. It has a lot, but it needs more stuff because mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a it's a rainforest. It, it yeah. needs we need a shitload more to go down there mm-hmm. um, to kind of populate that area. Um, to that end, I started to look into what type combinations have not been used yet Mm -hmm. this was a list that was made as of like scarlet and violet coming out yeah so um these are some things to think on uh ironically we've actually already used most of these Mm -hmm. we already have a rock ghost that's wendigo uh we already have normal ice per your idea that's our unfrozen caveman Mm -hmm. frozen to unfrozen caveman Mm -hmm. um we already have a normal steel, and we already have a bug normal as our snail. That being said, uh, there are a few type combinations that have not been used yet, mm-hmm. and there are other ones, as, as this list points out, that have only been used for, like, one Pokemon each. Mm-hmm. Like, legendaries, mega evolutions, and alternate forms. So, mm-hmm. uh... One of the things was a, uh, a bug dragon mm-hmm. that I can maybe take charge of because there's like a a cryptid that's a big worm i think in south america Mm -hmm. that could be interesting as a bug dragon but if you have any ideas for that type combination by all means okay uh fire fairy has not been used yet all right um normal rock that wouldn't be one of our legendaries that we were talking about fire fairy um our ours is fire um fighting okay uh because all the sun sprites are are uh fire okay um normal bug i said was covered ground fairy is our jackalope uh and ice poison Ooh. if you can think on something that would be ice poison okay uh there's also like a handful of other ones that have only been used again by like legendaries so far so fire water i feel like something you know we could come up with something interesting for that volcanion's the only one who's who's gone that route uh, some of these we've already used, um, but Psychic Ghost hasn't been used yet, okay. I don't think. Um, we already have Fire Steel, so Psychic Dragon, 
actually okay. has not been used yet. Hmm. Um, we already have a dragon fairy one. So yeah, there's a lot okay. of there's a lot of strange combinations that have not been utilized yet. Uh, even something like ice steel. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you know, hmm. a right. few of these you know think on these poison fairy even. Um, so think on these and maybe try to gear them towards the Rain lower course. half of the region. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But then we can we can reconvene. Oh no, because because even even the one that I thought of, big underground worm, could be ground something. So if you can if you can think of a good bug dragon, I feel like that's that's okay. a good weeb opportunity there. Um, but yeah, so think on those, mm-hmm. and we will keep moving forward from there. Okay. That is all the tension I have. We did it, Dan. Yes, that's fine. We lasted our pre-mandated thirty minutes. <laughs> somehow we pulled it out of the bag again (sighs) and you know i think it's time for us to return to the planet gunsmoke Mm -hmm. and see what vash is up to i agree stampede so a little recap just a slight sentence or two on where we left off um of course there was a a a stand steamer that was careening over the edge Mm -hmm. led by brilliant shining dynamite neon yes uh one of your favorite characters without a doubt you know he he survived Along with our heroes, and then we met one of my favorite anime protagonists. I don't know. You don't know yet. Uh, <laughs> Nicholas D. Wolfwood, who steps into the scene. He is a preacher with a big gun and a mysterious past that we won't learn about until much, much, much later. But it will be hinted at. Loves orphans. Every time. Yeah, yeah. why? Why? Hmm. Hmm. No one loves orphans. <laughs> uh, similar pacifist as Vash, and yet his morality comes into play. Um, we get to see Vash and him kind of go back and forth on different decisions regarding some scenarios and mm-hmm. where violence falls into there. Um, then there was uh, some mysterious lost technology that Vash can seemingly just communicate with mm-hmm. lying below the planet's surface. Okay. In some things. So I don't know if that will be explored a bit, but as I said previously, we're going to be meeting some more action figure fodder for you. Yes. At the gung-ho guns. <laughs> yeah. Collect them all. Speaking of action figure fodder, yeah. I almost forgot. Oh, boy. I think we, we did get some kind of uh, Tamashi Nations event oh, as well that I forgot we? to cover. I haven't even looked. But it would be lovely if we got more Vash stuff, too. Yeah, I think it, we more, will. I know they, they announced yeah. a pop-up parade figure of the new Vash, which looks decent. But a good smile. Always up for more action figure fodder. <laughs> always. Yeah, more pieces of plastic to keep us warm at night. <laughs> to throw into the grinder. <laughs> But for now, we'll, we'll warm ourselves around the fires of anime. So, uh, I guess you know what to expect. I've mm-hmm. said it all. Um, we're just returning to this series. So, Dan, get ready to quick draw. The gung-ho guns are coming. It's fine. I have over 70 hours logged in that Kirby Samurai game. Mm. I'll be good. So, Dan, that would be the way humanity fucks itself over, huh? Yeah, petty drama. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All they needed was Maury's chair. 
They did. <laughs> like it's talk show host. Ricky also, Lake. <laughs> well, we lost Jerry Springer this week, so oh, fittingly yeah, we, we yeah. would be reminded of humanity's folly. Yeah. So yeah. Another precursor that Trigun has predicted. Yes. <laughs> mm. uh, anyways, we watched four more episodes of Trigun. Uh, concerning the gung-ho guns, a little bit of Vash's past, and some seed ships. Yes. What did you think? Quick question. How mm-hmm. many episodes do we have? Uh, we're more than halfway. There's 26, and we ended on episode number 17. Okay. All right, so that, that definitely makes sense, because it definitely shifts into <laughs> what, I would, what I would recognize as, like, the, you know, um, like... The late night Adult Swim segment. <laughs> well, yes, like the I'm trying to f- remember because we we established that one core is like twelve episodes, mm-hmm. so it's shifting into like that two core anime finale. But like, and, and I am I am thoroughly invested. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, yeah, I just I never realized that there was was this kind of level of of like depth and stuff to Trigun. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I was only, like, a casual, like, pop-in viewer back yeah. when it was airing on TV. Um, but no, I, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to unpack. Yeah. Um. We still haven't technically seen Knives. Yes. So, yeah. they're saving it. Yeah, which is, which is also, which is an aspect that I like. Mm-hmm. Because Legato is walking around... And you kind of get the vibe that if if there is a big bad, it's him. Mm-hmm. But then it kind of drops on your head that like, no, this is he's only he's still only the precursor to that. Yeah, he's working for someone else. Um, which is fascinating, and it also just like the the range of of kind of superpowers and like fantasy and sci fi elements that were kind of being thrown into the mix here. Mm-hmm. There would just be. If I was if I was starting this with no prior knowledge of anything that was going to happen, I would not be able to pin that we would like because there's always like that anime villain escalation mm-hmm. up to a certain point, but it kind of always stays within like the power set that we're introduced to. Yes. In this, no. In this, it's it's you know it's a lot of gunslinging and then obviously fancier gunslinging, yep. but then it moves into something else entirely. Yep, some cyberpunk, some Ronin. Yeah, and it's it's not. There's no way to really predict. For me, mm-hmm. again going in partially blind there's no way for me to predict what vash is going to be up against yeah um and i like that yeah yeah and things get a whole lot more bloodier than they've been Mm -hmm. so the death toll is gonna ramp up before this series comes to an end okay Mm -hmm. yeah expect more uh so with that shall we get into today's episodes of course all right so episode 12 diablo (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, the episode begins with a uh, ripped guy, Monev the Gal, Gale, uh, trading in a dark room full of guns and ammunition in some basement castle somewhere. Mm-hmm. Apparently he's been living there for his entire life. Imprisoned? Mm-hmm. Or is he Is uh, he just, like, that's his only existence? We like, don't know. bound to <laughs> yeah. something. A lot of things uh, popped up in this reviewing or rewatching that Trigun doesn't really answer most of the questions it gives us. Leaves it up to us. That is okay, though. Yeah, yeah, no, still no problem with that. Yep. Uh, Monev is interrupted by the arrival of Legato Blue Summers, and this whole scene just gave me big Castlevania vibes. Mm -hmm. It's like, what is man? What are you doing down here? What's my job? Uh, Legato assigns Monev the mission he has long waited for, being the assassination of Vash the Stampede, to which he smiles. 
and uh, Legato says, like, maybe it's time you show our master some gratitude. So there is a bigger bad here. Of course. Yep. Uh, pulling the strings. We then cut to Vash sitting, uh, visiting a building shoe store and talking to the owner, looking for new boots and information. So mm. I think the times we get these segments where Vash is off talking to people, it's just he's trying to learn a bit more about where Knives is located. That would make sense. Yeah. And why we, the audience, aren't privy to it. Yeah. So Because it always cuts off before it happens. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I can think of. Uh, Meryl and Millie are just chilling in the town square. It's a palatial day off. It's peaceful. Children are playing. Uh, nothing bad is happening. Surely nothing bad will continue happening in yep. this small town. Uh, Vash is also looking at the blue sky and these children at play, thinking of Rem before he's hit in the head with a basketball. Uh, holding the ball in place with intense suction, he runs after the children. Mm-hmm. And plays with them in a, a free-spirited way. Um, Meryl ponders how this free-spirited Vash is very different from the solemn person beneath the surface that she gets glimpses of whenever something super serious happens. Yes. And how this dichotomy of Vash, you know, exists. How What he's really thinking and what his true personality might be. Uh, the gang offers some ice cream to a sad, lonely girl, but she runs away. Vash then suddenly gets an intense chill as Logato Blue Summers walks in with his groceries. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, a bag full of glizzies. Yep. To be specific. <laughs> yep. And Legato apparently has mind powers. He's able to communicate with Vash just using his mind and telepathy. Um, and with this uh, face of horror that goes over his, like, you know, he, he shows horror on his expression. Yeah. Uh, Millie does notice this and it- says just for a second something was off there. Well, yeah, no, but but as you promised me last week, I, I, I was not let down by a single character design. Yeah. As goofy as Legato's big stupid spike jacket with is. With a skull. With a skull is, like, I, you know, that's what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. He, he obviously is, is a man that doesn't need a lot of mobility, so he can wear whatever he wants to. Yeah. Well, it doesn't really matter, but yeah. no, no, no disappointments. So Legato tells Vash that we want your life, Vash the Stampede. I've come to warn you that you're going to die today. Uh, the same little girl that was offered the ice cream before is given a hot dog by Legato, and then it appears that Legato snaps her neck. <laughs> But it this looks is all a like vision. It. Yeah, it yeah. Lo- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. He like. It's actually pretty. He like grips her head and then like Tilts wrenches it back, it yeah. back mm-hmm. and you think like, oh my god, did he just do that? Yeah. But but no, no. But this is all just uh, a ploy. He's like, you should see the look on your face. You're just like, you know, you're too caring for your own good. These human beings don't matter. Yeah. So I won't expect a lot of backstory on Legato. Um, kind of just we don't really get to know him. <laughs> And his motives. And that's okay. Yeah. That, that is, um, these are rants for another day. But again, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've always said before, in terms of villains, I'm okay with some mystery being left, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Before he goes, he says, I could kill everyone here easily. No one needs to die but you. And that's going to happen later on today. Legato leaves Vash, a gift in the bag. I assume this is something to deal with the, the shoemaker, like, evidence or whatever. I assumed it was his head. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. That's what I... What's in the bag? Yeah. What's mm. in the bag? What's yeah. in the bag? Uh, the shoemaker's wife runs in, screaming that her husband is in a comatose state. Well, I think that's changed. I think he's dead. Well, no, <laughs> yeah. she yeah. says he can't talk. Yeah. Like, she's, like, catatonic, and mm-hmm. she's like, he can't talk, he can't say anything. Yeah. So I'm assuming, again, if I... Getting, you know, the vibes I get from Legato, I'm assuming she walked in and his head was gone. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, some hereditary stuff yeah. going on there. Uh, Vash is blamed for the crime since he was at the shoe store before. Kind of a sketchy... 
accusation. Yes. So, like, you were in the vicinity, and you were talking to him. Well, yeah, he was talking to him, there's, like, eyewitnesses, and then obviously Vash was, like, standing close to the head in the bag, so... So Vash is imprisoned, and Millie and Merrill are like, we're going to get you out of here, uh, arguing with the sheriff. But while Vash is in his cell, he gets a moment to like think to himself, uh, what is Legato's true intent? Is it him? Vash thinks of destruction and another man, who, you know, we still don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sure does look like someone who looks like Vash. I, I just wanted to, to say, like, in terms of the the reasonable and unreasonable authority figures that we meet in this, the sheriff is actually not wrong here. He's like, ma'am, even if your friend didn't murder, like, that guy, there's a ton of evidence. Everywhere he goes, a lot of people die. I can't just let him go. And it's like, you even just if don't he's understand friend, the sway of the Bernardelli Insurance Agency, the power they hold. Yeah, so it's like, you know, obviously the sheriff doesn't uh, doesn't get to to live too long, but it's kind of it is technically a reasonable thing. And Vosh seems like resigned to it. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't worry yourself about coming back to get me like this is it is what it is yeah so So millie walks in with Marilyn, sees vash in a horrific mood again just for a second but then he drops it and says oh it's just you guys uh they ask him to just stay there for the night they'll be back from the morning he just needs some time alone but uh then our big boy monev uh, stumbles into the sheriff's office with a wrist gauntlet gun to devastate the place. Yeah, the Goromon gauntlets. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, Dan will like this design, too. I did. Yep. Uh, very much. Yep. He's, and and still, as cyberpunk as he is, it fits into the Old West because he has a copperhead theme. Mm. It's like the, the glass part of his visor mm-hmm. forms that, and yeah, that's, that's all I ask. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, keep the theme. Yeah. And it did, so. So he's there to send Vash to hell. Vash has no time to explain and warns everyone to duck and get down um, while he's being strangled because Monev, like, busts through the, the wall mm-hmm. to get to him. Meryl is whacked aside as Vash is, like, being held up. Uh, Monev was imprisoned for 20 years, or at least his training felt like prison, basically a living hell mm-hmm. that he was subjected to. No reason why. But uh, he says, like, this will, he's been training for this moment, and when Vash is gone, he'll finally be free to live his own life. Yes. Um, Vash then, um, oh, so he's, like, talking to him, and then Millie shoots off a gun that, like, distracts uh, Monev for a second. Yes. Allowing Vash to escape, run out of the prison cell, and Monev to chase after him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Monev takes aim. Uh, running through the city, Vash warns people that, uh, they should get out of there because he's up to no good. Uh, if you get in his way, he's gonna shoot at them. Yeah. He fires off some, like, wide shots to scare people into mm-hmm. going back inside, but he does not manage to get everyone back in, uh, before disaster strikes. Yeah. And Monev doesn't see the, the good in this. He says you should just use people as shields anyway. Mm-hmm. So they won't hurt you. Uh, Monev takes aim and Vash screams as Monev needlessly, needlessly decimates some buildings and townspeople. Yeah, all with his with his wrist gauntlets because it seems like the device that's like rigged up to his back mm-hmm. feeds the bullets into these two things, and with one wave of, I guess, one rotation of this device, he is able to decimate an entire city block. Yeah, 
with his like own firepower. Yeah. If Ash is emotionally distraught, I don't think it's ketchup this time, Dan. No. This we would see corpses. <laughs> this would be the up next SpongeBob yeah. moment. Yeah. If there was ever a moment, like I, I was like, this is if you if you tuned into Adult Swim to see just this, mm-hmm. you would be uh Oh no. That would that would be something pretty heavy. Yeah. So Monev gloats in his new freedom, thinking that he's killed Vash in the rubble, but he is shot in the head multiple times by a now horrifying gunslinger yeah. being Vash. Um, this has to be a nightmare. Look, he has the eyes of the Diablo. Yes, title drop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Monev flees. Mil- Millie and Meryl find Vash, who well, warns... The- oh, yeah. Just really quick, yeah. because again, it's... Yes, he's, he's El Diablo, <laughs> but... It's still a a typical Vash flex because all three of the bullets hit um, Monev in his visor. Like, they three square shots into the center of his head. He's not killed because, like, the helmet is protecting him. But it's like, it is a little flex. Like, you were just flexing about how you killed me. I could have delivered three kill Mm -hmm. shots directly to your head and you wouldn't have been able to stop me. And that kind of plays into Monev's, like... Like, this is a nightmare. I'm living through a nightmare right now. Yep. Uh, Millie and Meryl find Vash, who warns them to stay away from him because everyone he comes near eventually meets a bad end. Uh, and Meryl's like, this isn't the same Vash. And Millie's like, well, there's no stopping him now. I don't think if we even wanted to, I don't think anyone could stop where he's going yep. now. Um, Monev has seen Vash's true nature as he's preparing this giant gun on a rooftop. And he's like, uh, I thought he was supposed to be a coward. But really, he's like a bloodthirsty killer. Yes. Like, this is different than what I'm expecting, but I'm still gonna kill him and get the job done. Uh, Vash heads to the town bank to use the vaults, uh, and comments that he only has two shots left. How is he gonna do this? Mm -hmm. And starts rigging the bank vault up with, like, some some wire. Yes. Um, Monev jumps into the bank, and Vash uses the vault to ram into Monev and reveals a hidden gun that he's had this entire time built into his arm mm-hmm. to shoot Monev. And he could have used this at every time, the point which you mentioned earlier. Um, he could have easily been killed by Vash at any moment. Yes. But uh, he was calling him weak and whatnot. Uh, and then we get this extremely emotional climax, which I didn't like reveal the end to you. Mm-hmm. But uh, Vash puts like this gun to Monev's head and is like, you've killed so many people. I should honestly kill you. Yeah. Like, it, it could be over in a yeah. flash, like, yeah. right now. Like, I could just do what you did. Yeah. And he thinks to Rem again in, like, this dream Kingdom Hearts dimension mm-hmm. <laughs> with the water and the, the flower petals going. And he's like, Rem, why is everyone dry? Even in their hearts, like, I dreamed of a place like that. And I couldn't think of the reason that they had to just keep on living. Mm-hmm. Like, and... Rem is just like, you're always so serious. Like, the opportunity to live, I'm happy because when I was given the ticket to life, I was free to do whatever I wanted to. Yes. So you're free to make your own choices in life. Yes. Um, Don't let other people kind of deter you to that. And my feelings on Rem are kind of mixed. I don't know why. Like, I don't think we get... I like her, of course. I think she has a positive influence on Vash, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think she could have went about this a little bit differently. In rearing these two kids when we get to that episode. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, she she kind of does... If you looked at it uncharitably, she kind of has, like, lost Lenore vibe. Like, mm-hmm. she is very much, like, a perfect dead parent yeah. figure. Um, But I, I guess in terms of, like, how Vash and other characters' perspectives were kind of skewed towards things, I guess Vash got, like, the positivity. So maybe... 
he like looks back on the people he knew in that light like he kind of maybe he gives them a little extra credit in his mind yeah i guess so we hear the same song that rem is always humming meryl and millie and the townspeople watch vash struggle with the decision would it be wrong to shoot Monev and kill him? Mm-hmm. So episode 13, we skipped entitled Vash the Stampede. It's a recap episode mm-hmm. up to this point, except for like the slight thing that Vash doesn't shoot Monev. He comes to his senses. He lets him go, lets him flee, um, and finds out that he's just working for someone that he refers to as father. So full Metal Alchemist vibes. Yes. Again. Um, Meryl logs the damage and comes to terms with how mysterious Vash is being. Uh, their journey started four months ago, three months of searching, and one month of the episodes we have seen. Okay. So this whole thing, all all 13 of these episodes so far, has just been in the time frame of a month. Mm-hmm. Um, just thought that was interesting that they actually gave us some time there. Um, taking some license while writing and narrating the recap. Hasn't harmed anyone. Something is hidden deep within Vash. Everyone who has been involved with him has regained a lost emotion, she points out. Mm-hmm. Like, every time he approaches someone, like the lady who was working on the plants, she came to turns with her parents, like, dying. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the boy on the sand steamer reconnected with his father figure, you know, and his, like, passion for sand steaming. No, he's definitely, like, he's touched people's lives. He's, like... You know, he's left some kind of positive, like, impact behind. Yeah, and there's great music that I did skip out. And I know Trigun uses its staple music Mm -hmm. over and over again, but there was some great original music in this episode. Uh, Vash is kicked out of the town, and Meryl and Millie see Vash's body covered in... uh, is covered in tons of scars and made up of mechanical parts, because they, like, stumble into his room and see his, like, ripped, chiseled, extremely scarred body. Okay. Um, that's, that's what he's hiding, and... They're both like, well, obviously you've suffered so much. How can you go on living this way, Vash? But he says he needs to come to terms with his past. He leaves in pursuit again. And Meryl and Millie, as always, follow along. Mm -hmm. Uh, In episode 14, which we also skipped, Little Arcadia, Millie writes a letter to her huge family. She writes to each one separately and wakes up late because of it. Meryl doesn't talk to her parents as much and doesn't see, like, the use in writing to each and every family member. Mm-hmm. So you get, like, the t- dichotomy between those two, how Millie is close to her family, Meryl is far away. A shootout is occurring in the town, and, of course, this family issue comes into play in this episode. So okay. it's, it's topical for it. Um, some landowner, landowner named Morgan is trying to take the land of, from an old couple... And it's like this vast oasis in the middle of the desert that they own with greenery and water and such. But they did that by working the land mm-hmm. um, and their hard-earned times. Uh, Millie and Merrill take care of business, resulting in more destruction. Uh, the old couple wants to hire them as bodyguards because seemingly, like, when Millie and Merrill are, like, back-talking these people, I think Merrill, like, fires a gun. But it's actually Vash, who's, like, not in this episode, just watching from the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Just, like keeping an eye out for them and making it appear like Meryl is like a sharpshooter. Okay, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I guess we have to, as risk prevention, they do agree to act as a a bodyguard couple for this old couple. Uh, The old couple live in this piece of land, as I said, which is referred to as a geoplant full of trees and life, a priceless piece of land brought about by hard work. Once the deed is at City Hall, there is nothing Morgan can do to claim the land. So they have to get this deed to City Hall. Okay. And it's like, we're not going to do it today because the sun's setting. So we're going to wait at this geoplant until mm-hmm. tomorrow when the bank is open or City Hall reopens. Of course. It's yeah. kind of dumb, but whatever. Um, so lots of men who used to play on the land are helping out with the bodyguard duty. 
Vash has been advised by Meryl to stay out of this one. Meryl notices a children's, a child's drawing with a familiar face. The same guy from earlier on in the episode, uh, who, like, went to confront Meryl and Millie and these, these old people at first turns out to be, uh, this old guy's son. Okay. So, like, he, he's putting on this thing. I think his name is, like, Badwick. <laughs> Yeah, so it says like, it down there. It's yeah. like Pinocchio vibes. Like Handlewick, yeah. Yeah. Gotta smash up those clocks. Eh. Yeah. Um, so she notices this drawing and puts two to do two together with this familiar face. Um, same kid from the picture. Millie is pissed that he had the nerve to point a gun at his parents. Uh, the guy's name is Badwick, as I said, and Morgan is yelling at his men. Pissed Badwick can't kill his own parents. More Nebraska family members show up. We get the large Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> we get a mother and the commanding Marilyn who sits on her shoulder. Like okay. she is a large woman. Okay, so it's like two like every family member is yeah. some variant of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Badwick is worried that this land is more important than his parents' lives and mentions Max, a dead sibling, so they have their whole backstory here. Um more Nebraska siblings that can roll into cannonballs known as Kanta, Tokata, and Chinpei mm-hmm. are there too being thrown by large Patricia. I gotta look them up then. Yeah. Uh, Patricia's shot puts the boys onto the land as Morgan's men roll up. Even these old biddies are trying to stay in fights. Stop being an idiot, Badwick. The old man refuses to sell anyway. Uh, Meryl and Millie can't not take a side. The deed was in the family photo the entire time. So, you know, they they do care Mm -hmm. is seen both ways in this. Badwick has the deed somehow. He manages to grab it and motorbikes off to draw the fire of the Nebraska family. Meryl shoots at one of the Nebraska boys and seemingly saves Badwick, but it was just Vash in a tree who has this one moment in the episode and is like, hey, this is the only moment I get in this episode. Like, <laughs> and it like fades out over his face. Um, uh, that's all the time I get. Nothing can compare to the love between parent and child. Badwick gives the deed to the bank and finds out that he is the sole beneficiary. So like his parents did care. Yeah, they, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Meryl writes to her family. So everyone learns a lesson about family. And then we get this flash of the old guy that that uh, Meryl mentions in one episode. It's like, just keep a stiff upper lip and keep moving forward. Okay. So that's like the one thing she recalls. Episode 15, Demon's Eye. Meryl and Millie are riding through the desert being carried in their car seat by Vash because their car has been destroyed. Okay. Again. Um, at Genora Rock, a town dominated by a g- giant windmill. Love a, it. A band of miscreants known as the Roderick Thieves. <laughs> the Dover Boys. <laughs> smash into a saloon. Uh, they have some captive gals in tow. Smooth jazz is playing constantly. Um, at the bar is none other than Legato eating some cheesecake. Yes. Yep. It's clearly cheesecake. There's Evil no doubt. Evil cheesecake. Evil, yeah. yeah. He just takes some time. Gotta treat himself yeah. once in a while. It's, it's a good life lesson for self-care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, one of the girls in tow stares a little too long at Legato and gets beaten. Uh, the girls here gave up everything for the Roderick thieves, and Legato is completely ignoring everything that's going on here. Um, while the men are like, you you did this, like, you stared at him for too long, how could you do that to well, me? Yeah, and clearly they're talking about, like, sex, slavery, yes. like, the like yeah. the, the night, like, it, the way it's phrased is like, oh yeah, just yesterday they signed their souls over to us, mm-hmm. so whatever situation they put these ladies in, it's, it's like, good. they are now, yeah. like, their property, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Legato's ignoring these men, they shoot his fork. And he asks mm-hmm. for another one, but then eventually he does stand up and goes like, you know I intend to destroy all of mankind. Do you want to die now? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to expedite the process? But uh, these Roderick boys don't listen, and Legato uses his mind power to make their leader... <laughs> and I, yeah. I, I mean, in terms of villain powers, it is it is quite 
well done. Mm. Like, like it's it's got, like, a body horror element to it, mm-hmm. because the guy's, you know, his buff arm is, like, constricted and then raised up and mm-hmm. then manipulated, you know, with, yeah. his, with his gun pointing at, you know, yeah. others and stuff. No, and well, it's... this is the guy that self-impales himself. Oh, yeah, okay, He, like, yeah. rips through his own stomach, yeah. and the guys are like, why'd you do that? He Kali, <laughs> yeah, he ca- uh, Kali maws himself, yeah. and it's like, uh, you can hear, like, the muscle and shit breaking under mm-hmm. the resistance and stuff. it's 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 really well done yep and then he turns the thieves on each other like shooting mm-hmm. like why i loved you <laughs> why, yeah. yeah why shoot me and this whole bar is just shooting one another all these guys are dead as the jazz is playing and then legato goes up to the woman and is like oh you know it kind of sucks i guess life's gonna end for you soon too yeah um so make the best of the little time you have left bye well, well it, it's I guess it's, you know, obviously this has been a whole traumatic couple of days for these women, and Legato's like, you're going to have to live with it because life is suffering, like, mm-hmm. life is despair. Maguka and, is Maduka. Yeah, and you as have, we to, know. You have yeah. to live with that, so. Yep, the day it all ends is near. Um, the show got really dark for a second here, mm-hmm. <laughs> just out of nowhere, and then uh, Legato says he's time to focus on Vash, as he's, like, giving a wink to the, the saxophone player. Yeah, he gives a wink to the saxophone player, and then he's walking down the town's main street, all in, in typical Old West fashion. Everyone is battening down the hatches as he passes by, like they don't want to meet his gaze. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, why Why did I waste my time just now? <laughs> it's got to be that Vash boy. He's yeah. something special's about him. It's got my blood boiling. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to have to eliminate him. Uh, you know, it's like a, it's a desire yeah. now, so... Uh, Meryl, Millie, and Vash arrive in town. The town is too quiet, and Vash stumbles into the massacre at the bar, shielding Meryl and Millie from seeing all of the dead bodies. Um, a lot of plot holes in this, because there's a lot of dead bodies laying around that Meryl and Millie just don't see yeah. or react to. But uh, at this point, it feels a little rushed, but I understand it. We'll, we'll forgive it. Uh, Legato is cornered by the other Roderick thieves, and Legato is speaking to an unseen force, uh, who is probably the saxophone player from the saloon. And he's talking to someone going, oh, we're going to kill only half of them this time. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it's... To send a message to the other half. Yeah. And then we get all of these different characters and all their different powers. We get some people popping out of the ground, some people stabbing people. Oh, well, just real quick. Yeah. it's he, he spares half of them so that the other half can, um, like, uh, bury them. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, if you claim that you Roderick boys are all about family, yeah. then you're going to bury your remaining family members and... This is not mercy because you are going to be living with the pain of of leading these people. Mm-hmm. So it's once again, as he said to the women, life is is suffering. You know, my parting words to you are to live with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So these men are getting torn apart by different unseen people. Um, and then we get briefly introduced in just like not even a close up, but like a side shot of each of these characters. And like I like one it. Part of them, Good so. way to do it. I mean, they they go through a little quickly. I wish we could have lingered on them a bit more in the episodes to come in previous episodes. Because yeah. I think they, I, I would like to know their backstory a bit more. But we meet the gung-ho guns at last more than halfway through the anime. There's 13 in the manga, only 12 in the show, and a few anime exclusives. Uh, oh, okay. Gray, the nine lives. Meaning that, like, there's 13 kind of like amalgamations in the manga and like here it's like a different vibe on the character of okay. the anime so that's what i put like anime exclusives uh gray the nine lives dominique the cyclops zazi the beast leonoff the pu- puppet master 
Hoperid the Gauntlet, Ride Day the Blade, E.G. Mine, Kane the Longshot, who is an anime exclusive, and Mid Valley the Horn Freak, the saxophonist. We already met Mona of the Gale, leaving just a couple unaccounted for, and it's important that you remember this, that they're like, oh, where's Chapel? Chapel's absent. We can't trust him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's up to his old way. Who do you think? <laughs> yeah, I didn't... Well, uh, who am I associate with a giant cross? But I don't... I didn't want to say. I don't know, but just there... Just in case. <laughs> but in the manga, there is a different person named Chapel who is not the person you might be thinking of. Okay. So, it, it's an odd naming convention, but I think that's what they're trying to hint at here. Will we meet, like, the full number? I think we do. Okay. Yeah, I think we see them all. Okay. They each get their own episodes or they share an episode. Because I do like these goobers, so yeah. I would hope to see all of them. Yeah. But uh, but Dominique in a, one, a one-eyed trench-coated woman will take care of this, yeah. as commended by Legato. He doesn't want to waste any of all... He doesn't want to waste all of your skills at once, so Dominique can handle this by herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vash searches for someone asking for the survivors if this was the work of Legato. Was he wearing a white trench coat with a skull? Mm-hmm. Did he have blue hair? Uh, was he eating a dessert? Yes. <laughs> um, on the top of the windmill, he sees him and runs off. He finds a mountain of corpses and is snuck up on by Dominique. She has removed the buttons on Vash's coat and reveals herself to be number two, Dominique the Cyclops. She murdered many of the people here. You can't just decide who lives and dies. And Vash reveals that, oh, I could have groped you at least five times as well, and that he's unbuttoned her shirt. Yeah, so they both flex on their inhuman speed that they have. Uh, Let's fight. Vash doesn't want to. She strikes very quickly, uh, seemingly shooting Vash, who just manages to dodge her bullets three times. She appears to be teleporting. Uh, and she ho- says that she holds the card of maneuverability. I thought that that would be, like, a more thing that each of them reveal, but mm-hmm. not the case. So that's why I wrote that down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vash almost gets shot through the head, but dodges again. How can she move so fast? Vash understands. He reopens a wound from before when he was, like, exploring the town asking a lady, like, slammed his finger in a doorway. Yes. Um, so he has a bruise on there that he reopens and concentrates on his pain. Dominique dulls the senses with her demon's eyes, managing to shoot her victims, but um, Vash realizes this, and by concentrating on his pain, he's able to tell where she's going to be. Yes. And shoots her. In um, in the- he shoots- he shoots the, the eye, eye patch, patch covering that, yeah. that, like, armors over the eye. Yep, but doesn't kill her, and says, like, you should help people instead with your powers. Yeah. And she's like, nah, I don't think so. But we do get this moment between that I was like, oh, well, maybe we'll meet Dominique again. No. 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 Um, uh, but, so, yeah. But again, interesting new tropes because it's apparently it's a type of hypnotism. Mm-hmm. It's like a masterful type of like she uses her some kind of hypnotism ability to like overwhelm all of the senses and create like a buzzing over what people are mm-hmm. like all five senses, she says. And, and that's, so again, it's, we're getting into like superhuman abilities here. So I like it. Um, so Meryl and Millie show up and they actually confront Vash. Like, how could you do this to this innocent woman standing here? Mm -hmm. But Vash is like, you didn't see that whole fight. She vanishes Dominique, leaving Meryl, Millie and Vash alone. Mm -hmm. She runs through the town going like, how could this happen to me? And then she stumbles into, uh, uh, Long Valley, the horn freak. Yes. Yep. And she goes, ah, oh, a gasp off screen. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't know what happened to her yet. Um, and Vash says, it's time that he leaves Marilyn Millie. It's far too dangerous. It's either your job or your life. He can't explain or else puts the girls in dangers. 
And Vash wants to turn the tables and hunt Legato, as we keep hearing about, yes. as he wanders off yet again. Well, we also got the shot of Legato in Mid-Valley standing menacingly <laughs> on the cliff mm. as Mid-Valley plays more smooth jazz, and then they disappear in a spooky cloud of dust. dust. <laughs> episode 16, The Fifth Moon. Uh, two weeks since the last episode, Mid-Valley enjoys the company of some beautiful ladies, while Legato enjoys a Sunday. Yeah. So, they each have their priorities. He's soon approached by a restless E.G. Mine, who Dan loves, yeah. but gets nothing to do. He doesn't get anything. He doesn't no, get no, shit to nothing do. Nothing to do. He does get a lot to do in the remake. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but he has a different design. As long as he doesn't look the same. He's redeemed by history yeah. then, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Legato will not uh, let him go next to fight Vash. Uh, he's doing this alone. Or will let him go to next to fight Vash. He's doing this alone, and Legato goes, no. Uh, the greater the tragedy, the greater the emotional effect, so I'm going to send someone in to, mm-hmm. to double-team Vash. With E.G. Mine. Marilyn Millie thinking about Vash leaving them. The townsfolk, townsfolk talk about how they think Vash is the cause of all this uh, destruction, wishing him death. Meryl stands up and chastises the men. And she thinks back to that old man in the episode we skipped and like how, like, you know, you just got to keep moving forward. Yeah. Uh, got to go your own way. Yeah. Uh, live and learn. Hanging mm-hmm. on the edge of tomorrow. Uh, Meryl Millie will follow Vash in a saloon outside of Augusta. Vash is rehearsing what he will say. When he finds Legato, he doesn't know how he will win against Legato, and a man who is in a trance requests Vash meets him in Augusta, uh, controlled to shoot himself after delivering the message. I don't know if this was, like, a dub thing, or they changed, but, like, this man looks like a corpse, and, like, Vash comments that there was no blood, so... I don't know if Legato took control of a corpse and killed him, or just killed the man and they edited out the blood. Well, my... Well, yeah, we would need to look into that, but yeah. my assumption was that it was just Legato once again flexing that he could get this guy to shoot himself, but he could also manipulate the body to not, like, die. Okay. Like, he could make the bullet stop before it enters the head. Mm. So, but I don't know. It could have just as easily been, like, a dub thing, but it, 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 uh... I thought it was, like, just Legato's power at work. Yeah. But... Uh, Wolfwood is in a saloon, and in Augusta, he hears that Vash is in town. Uh, Meryl and Millie hear the same. Uh, Vash jokingly says he's going to massacre everyone in town, so they will evacuate. The city is then empty, and he's done that with all the surrounding cities, kind of, or, like, adjacent... Neighborhoods. Neighborhoods, to get rid of everyone. Um, Vash is walking through the street, and then blood drops down on him, and it's none of the Motev and Dominique's corpses. Yeah, killed for their failure. Yep. Uh, and we get number five, E.G. Mine, who tells Vash that in this game, no one gets to go home. Die or let die. And he launches some spikes. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, another gung-ho gun emerges, who I thought Dan would also like. Because mm-hmm. it's the Ronin tropes. This is number nine, Raide the Blade, who wishes to engage Vash in Shi'ai. Uh, a fight to the death. Vash can't read that. And uh, uh, Raidai explains to him while... Um, he kind of turns against um, E.G. Mine. Yeah, well, yeah, he, like, because he knows that, because even right when Raidei entered the battle, like, Vash had a gun to E.G. Mine's face because he instantly dodged all of the spikes and everything, and Raidei's like, like, Mine, you were never even in competition with him. There was no possible way that you were going to challenge Vash the Stampede at all, um, and he kind of, like, slices... Day slices up E.G. Mine's <laughs> signature, what I'm assuming is his signature Mine Ball yeah. Spike armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, when E.G. Mine is taken aback, Day kills him. Yep. 
uh, they're not men, they're demons. So after killing that, Vash is like, oh, you, you killed your own guy. We're yeah. demons. That's yeah. what we do. Uh, Millie tells Meryl that it will be too dangerous to get involved, but Meryl runs off anyway, getting closer and closer to Vash. Vash reveals his gun arm, and Raide pulls out a rifle after shooting his katana. Yeah. Like, it launches into Vash. Because he's a gung-ho gun, so he's gotta have guns, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, and then shoots Vash. Uh, what are you seeing on the brink of death? So that's what Raide wants to know, like, what you see when you're about to die. Yeah, no, he's got, he's kinda got, in some ways, I think, like, uh, like, the Kaido motivate, like, he wanted an opponent that could finally challenge him and, like, bring him to the brink of death, which is interesting. We don't, we don't get a lot of time with him, but... Still, yeah. it, was, it was interesting to see. So Vash is very near dying, and Legato instructs Vash to use only the skill that he can. Vash's gun flashes, and we see Vash's arm has previously fully transformed into some kind of gun in the city of July, which decimated it. So it's like this Cronenbergian gun arm. Yeah, his other arm. Yeah. Like, he has, like, the, uh, the yeah. mid-sized gun on his on his uh, left arm, mm-hmm. and then his right arm now starts transforming into this, you know metallic mm-hmm. monstrosity thing yeah. with a huge pulsating like light bulb in the center of it kind mm-hmm. of so uh meryl and millie find a torn piece of vash's clothes and a brilliant flash of life millie drags meryl um out of town before um you know this all goes off um well, i just want to like vash is very clearly yeah, like in terrified. Pain, terrified doesn't want this to happen and he is like helpless to stop like legato's control over his body but he is like desperate to try to 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 get it to to stop and he points this like he points the he's charging up the beam <laughs> at ride a yeah. and ride is like ooh, now i know what it feels, it feels like, like to yeah, almost die tries to run away <laughs> and then um vash manages to like use his other gun arm to aim it upwards. Yeah, to shoot his yeah. other arm up, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, doesn't stop the, the blast or anything. But yeah. save, I, I would assume saves more people. Yeah, Augustus still wiped off the map, but, like, people are able to live because the the, the thing wasn't aimed at them. Yes. Like, at the, the city itself. Um, but this fires into the fifth moon and makes a crater, a la Sonic Adventure Battle. Yes, yeah. and many times in Dragon Ball, too. Yeah. Don't forget, the moon's been blown up yeah, true. <laughs> many times. <laughs> Yep, uh, and it's the same as the July explosion, which occurred 23 years ago. Meryl and Millie see a Vash, Vash's beam strike a hole in the moon. Uh, Rye Day is still alive, and he has a conversation with Wolfwood. Some sort of relationship between he and Rye Day. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there, but Wolfwood kills Rye Day without question, uh, setting his sights on Vash now. Uh, rumor spreads that Vash destroyed another city, characters from previous episodes are shown just living their daily lives, reacting to the news, and mm-hmm. I guess, you know, experiencing that connection with Vash. Yeah, like, as the, you know, the, the news reports and the propaganda and stuff are coming in that, oh, he's, yep. you know, this is yet another city destroyed in his wake. Obviously, we know that he has had, like, a good impact on these people, so. Yeah. Uh, Meryl is crying, obviously distraught at leaving Vash behind, and Nilly gets a letter informing Meryl that it's from the main office of the Barnard Delhi Insurance Agency, and through tears, she reads that through um, just like counsel and decisions that they made. Well, after Augusta, yeah, especially. after Augusta, that Vash is labeled as hu- mankind's first human natural disaster. Mm-hmm. So they have no liability for him anymore. Yes. And Meryl's like, why? Yeah, and Sad. Meryl, Meryl yeah. weeps because it's like, you know, how could they have come to this conclusion? And I'm assuming that that will you know, bring much more fire down upon Vash's head now mm-hmm. that he's been 
now that he's legally a human typhoon, I yep, guess. Yep. Uh, then we get to our final episode, and what a departure from the typical episode that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, a backstory. Uh, we get episode 17, Rev Save Rem. Mm-hmm. Save Rem. I think it's just, like, typed out. I don't think that's her last name. I don't think her last name would be Savarim. <laughs> well, it could be. It could. I, I don't, but I, I, I'm I, assuming that her name is Rem because she was in charge of this, like, sleeping people project mm-hmm. and Vash think, like, dreams of her, right? Yeah. So she's Rem. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's that's my I mean, guess. It makes sense, yeah. yeah. Uh, spaceships in space, Dan. Project Seeds. Yeah. The small seven-member crew celebrates finding a new home planet and what a bunch of seven people. Yeah. Not, not the, people, the best. Not the people I would have picked. It's very alien. <laughs> we gotta talk to Grant about this. If yeah. this is the best that they can send up mm. to save humanity, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, they've been searching for five sleeps, whatever length of time that might be. This planet is similar to our own. Two young blonde twin boys are also on the ship and have to analyze the planets. Might even have flowers. Rem hopes they are real and they are red flowers. Yeah, so the the planet, uh, I mean, obviously the planet we know that they're, like, everyone is going to end up on is, uh, you, you called it Gunsmoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not even necessarily confirmed that it can perfectly sustain life. I mean, obviously we've seen it throughout the show that it is a very barren desert environment, um, but apparently it's only natural resources like quartz, and if if these Project Seed people have had did have their, like, a choice in the matter, they probably would not have settled on 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 the Gunsmoke planet. Yeah, so. yeah. So these twin boys, their names are Vash and Knives. Mm-hmm. We know one person named Vash. Yeah, we don't know anyone named Knives, though. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Many people are on board in stasis sleep, and Rem comes to terms with the twins and says, it's finally you know what the meaning behind the name on the side of the ship is. Mm-hmm. These people are like seeds, yeah. and humankind was dying, our planet was uh, expiring, so we look to the stars and... We decide we're going to make ourselves immortal by finding new lives elsewhere. Yes. And resettling. And she says, like, you know, if God is real and they're watching, they must think it's pretty stupid of us. Well, there's a lot of discussion. Of God. There's a lot of imagery, biblical imagery. Yes. And and Knives keeps asking, like, more probing questions. Like, you know, um, like, oh, so humanity did this. Uh, you know, how how would we know that, like, the worst of humanity wouldn't just move to these new places and start this process over again? And it's like, it's like hand wave, like, ah, oh, Knives is asking silly questions, but, like, it does factor into his development, so. Yeah, so Rem says, like, we needed this to survive, so we took the initiative to spread our genes throughout the cosmos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wrangler or Levi's? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hoped you remembered that yeah. joke, so. uh- <laughs> uh, so we get this moment with Vash. Uh, the twins and Rem eat with some of the other crew members in the holodeck slash rec- recreation room. But is it a holodeck because they have live spiders and butterflies in here? So I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's got to be a holodeck. Because they, they do the holodeck thing where there's a door that manifests. Yeah. So I think it's it's supposed to be a... Uh... But then again... <laughs> they just have a giant field in there. References saving plants yeah so i don't know but i feel like it is it is it's it, i don't i don't know if it's real yeah he kind of he could have killed a hologram spider but yeah. uh, this place is a meadow with plants suggestive taste of what home used to be like yeah imagine if we can make a new eden in the style of new jersey 
Yes, <laughs> we've preserved all that New Jersey is yeah. here. Smog. The bagels, dirt. the yeah. pizza. Yeah. Slime. The traffic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the squirrels. Uh, <laughs> that would be us. <laughs> we will bring New Jersey, yeah. a Neo-Jersey, yeah. into it's, the... It's just a pizza parlor as far as the eye can see. <laughs> this is only a, a facsimile, though. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, but the real pizza places were something beautiful, but this is only a, a recreation. <laughs> So the original Earth was revealed to become too hostile for life due to humans. Surprise, surprise, topical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we ran out of resources and had to leave. Uh, we must live and others must die for survival. Rem sees this as a chance to right her wrongs and start over. So, you know, apparently she does have a few wrongs in her past too, even though she becomes off as a little bit of a, a little Miss Perfect. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just want to know a little bit more about her. Uh, Vash and Knives have only learned about the old Earth from the other crew members, including Rem and joey and uh steve the yeah, we big hate mean that guy steve. mary what's he doing and there? rowan yes yeah or roland I, it's different in the japanese dub too I'll, mm-hmm. I'll fix it when i get there but not the best batch of people to learn from uh we do learn that uh vash and knives supposedly have unbelievably high iqs and appear to be just teenagers after only being babies a year ago yes so we don't know if this like it we don't know in watching this the first time if this is like some weird test tube baby situation going on here. Or is it like Dune and they're like the the pilots? Well, and we get like a little, yeah. a brief flashback mm-hmm. where a bunch of, you know, crew people are pointing guns mm-hmm. at Babies. baby Va- Vash and Knives. And Rem is standing in the way. So, and then even Knives says like, oh no, Vash, it's just like they see us as unwelcome um like uh hitchhikers or something mm-hmm. on this ship as opposed to them like the regular passengers but they don't understand what we are so yeah. uh they also have an innate connection with plants these kids they can speak with plants yes mm-hmm. yeah so i i don't know i i don't know again because i haven't looked into this i don't know if we get any more info but it's it, it's probable that they weren't on the ship when it left yes. earth like yes. they i they believe were, so they were Picked up. Yeah, in space. So, uh, Knives says that they have to bide their time. They can speak with plants. Knives clearly the wearier one here and gets very existential. Mm-hmm. Uh, while, you know, Vash is sad, which shows his emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, these kids and aliens were found and brought along with the crew on Rem's insistence. Um, oh, and then we find out that, uh, uh, what's his face? Steve is like beating up the kids. <laughs> Yeah. In his free non-drinking time. Yeah, because he he hates them, he sees them as, like, abominations, and he doesn't want, uh, he does not want them to be leading the next generation of humanity because he doesn't think that they're human, so. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rem cuts Vash's hair and gives him the signature hairstyle. The Bart Simpson, yeah. Yeah, you remind me of someone. A great figure from Earth. (laughs) Bart. (laughs) He's dead now. Yeah, but really, she's like, you remind me of someone I know, Alex, who we can assume is, like, her dead lover. Mm-hmm. That, uh, he's in heaven now. <laughs> he's yes. with the angels now. Yeah. Um, Vash loves Rem. Knives is cutting his own hair very menacingly in the dark. Mm-hmm. Just, like, laughing maniacally, going, like, humans are such a waste. Yeah, and then even when Vash, like, points out his haircut, he's like, oh, I I wanted to make sure that I gave myself a different look from you, because if we look the same, we can't, like, grow different ways. And we get tons of, like, Utena forbidden fruit energy, and forbidden forbidden fruit energy, Yes, where, like, Knives has stabbed an apple with, like, a metal rod. Yeah. So. And then they talk under that apple tree. They're like, why can't plants, like, talk? (laughs) Yeah. 
and it's well it's because uh they, they focus, focus on living yeah and then you know but we eat their fruit so what does that say about like the actions of the plants and stuff like that so yeah. it's a lot of a lot of existential stuff from from knives yeah at what can be assumed to be breakfast of course steve is already drunk mm-hmm. <laughs> and just slurring his words Mary's like, oh, Steve, you've had one too many. Yes. But he's like, I can't stand it. Why do we have these aliens on our ship? And why did they bring a booze cabinet? That's what I'd like to know. You you might need a celebration drink, then. (laughs) For all the importance of this mission. You're saying I can't bring the booze cabinet? (laughs) Then you can count me out. I think it's ill-advised to bring liquor onto the spaceship. What are they going to do? Crash into a different lane, Dan, in space? (laughs) Come on. I don't know. Live a little. Um, teetotaling in space can't let us have this one thing their planet just blew up dan they need a drink well and then they yeah so then it's it's like clearly this is building towards some kind of violence on steve's part yeah knives has had enough and says that simply while he's drinking his coffee like he's afraid of us yeah so whatever and then we get like these weird vignettes we see rowan like typing in his room Mm mm-hmm we see Steve in his own room, and we see Mary, like, she says, like, a brief thing, like, there has to be two of them. I don't know if she's referring to the kids, or, like, that she has feelings for both Steve and Rowan. I assume it's feelings for both Steve and Rowan. It's mm-hmm. like the two of them have to be, because the I think Steve and Rowan, it's very much like the brawn and the brains type thing. So she's like, oh, why did, it, like, those dudes have to be here, but we do need the two of them, because it's like, we need both of those. Mm-hmm types of people to make something work yeah uh but there's also the spider scene yeah in the holodeck vash sees a butterfly trapped in a spider's web and goes to remove both peacefully but knives just crushes the spider and goes i made a choice yeah like if i left the spider alone the butterfly would have died and if we took the butterfly out the spider would have died from malnourishment so you have to make a decision but rem's like that's not the point you don't get to choose who lives and dies in that way and vash feels the same he gets very upset and starts fighting his brother. Well, Vash was upset because he wanted to save both. Yes. Rem is the neutral, like, you need to let nature play out. And then Knives is, well, it, you know, mm-hmm. someone's going to die anyway if you can intervene so that, like, the superior thing survives. Why not? Yeah. And that's fittingly spooky. So. And Knives walks out. Uh, then Steve is put on trial and put back into the freezer. Well, because Knives, as you said, menacingly yeah. shows up at Roland and Mary's bedrooms, mm-hmm. and they seemingly concoct a, a, a scheme w- in which uh, they, Steve is framed. Steve is framed, and he is like sentenced and put into cryo yeah. sleep. Yeah, and like it, Rem keeps insisting to Joey and everyone else that he should get his side of the story we haven't heard it but everyone else is like no no he did it and mary goes he raped me yeah so you know that's that's done joey decides to put him into deep freeze Mm -hmm. and even though steve is screaming that he didn't do it apparently he's gonna wake up and put on be put on trial when they get to their their planet destination but uh uh, you know in a a secret off-camera meeting place uh rowan and and mary meet up and he's like, well, I put Steve into the deep freeze forever. Yeah. I, Will you I, marry me? I altered his pod <laughs> yeah. to kill him when he went under. And, you know, so now will you marry me? <laughs> Big yikes. Yeah. I put down uh, Rowan aims. At, oh, so while this is going on, you know, we, we hear gunshots going on. Rem, Vash, and, and Knives and company. And they mm-hmm. go run to wherever they are. And they find that Mary has been shot by a a 
kind of virgining on the insanity Rowan. Yeah, because, like, she refused because she was horrified that he had taken uh, Steve's life. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, this is obviously not going according to his plan. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Rowan tellingly points the gun at Knives and is like, this, that little monster is the cause of all of this. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I can't in good conscience let him live like he has to die. Um, But Mm -hmm. Rem steps in between... Uh, like with the the laser pointer at her mm-hmm. heart mm-hmm. Uh, to kind of talk Rowan down. Yeah, while Joey this. is trying to get like the communications and the camera up so yeah. we can see what's going on. Uh, they're backing closer and closer to the pod bay door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Joey makes the decision to open the pod bay door, but leave Rem inside sending Mary's corpse and Rowan out into space. Fluttering, yeah. fluttering into space as Knives like smiles in the darkness and Rem cries. And, like, you know, Rem insists that she knew Rowan long enough that she could have talked him down into surrendering, mm-hmm. um, you know, eventually. But then Knives goes to see Joey, and he's like, Joey, you did the right thing. Yeah, you know, I was you on your team, Joey. You can't tolerate, you know, scum doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to make a, a, a decision. But Joey says, I felt right in the moment, but what if Rem was right? And yeah. And then he's like, and I was like, you're too weak. And he, and he <laughs> yeah. I have no use for you. Yeah, (laughs) you're only human. Yeah, Yeah. in our beautiful world, our beautiful Eden. Uh, So, Nyes rushes in as the alarms are blaring, saying like Rowan must have altered the course. Joey said that we need to get to the escape pods, and he's going to try and alternate alter the the ships. Yeah, like stop them from crashing into the planet below. Because I guess all of the the like the main ship that Joey is on sent the signal out to To all of the other ships. And put them on autopilot. And again, only seven people needed for this job? Well, I don't know. I would have to assume that... Five. (laughs) That each ship probably had a similar number of, like, crew people. Mm -hmm. But then Knives did some genius boy hacking. Because, again, it said that it auto-locked all of the ships into... So I'm assuming that Knives programmed some kind of hyper-indefensible... Mega Man Battle Network thing to go mm-hmm. into all of the ships and then set them on a collision course. Yeah. So while the ships are heading there, the trio runs to the pods and uh, Vash and Knives are placed in a pod, but Rem can't bring herself to go in. Mm-hmm. She's thinking about what would Alex do in this moment, and she says she thinks that he would have stayed behind to try and help Joey mm-hmm. and save the human race. Mm-hmm. So she puts Vash tearfully into the pod, says to, uh, to take care of Knives... And, you know, in the dub, we don't hear the last words that she says to to Vash, giving, like, a little bit of mystery, but she just tells him not to worry. Mm -hmm. And then she runs off, Vash cries, and the pod leaves. Um, As the two boys are floating in their spaceship, they see their main ship explode, Mm -hmm. uh, certainly killing Rem, who was on board. Yeah. And Vash is grieving, you know, um, obviously. But Knives is in shadow doing a villain laugh, and he's like... Well, I give it to hu- leave it to humans to go back and do foolish things for like causes that don't matter anymore. I was just, you know, I was going to bring Rem along. Yeah, because I saw that you. she. Yeah, but now I see how stupid she is. Yeah, and like we wouldn't let the, we shouldn't let the humans spread. They're like a disease. Yeah, that would be like giving germs to the universe. Yeah, it would have been spreading the pathogens out yeah. to everywhere, and in you know the plants will survive yeah. though. Yeah. Like, we'll make sure of that. Yeah, the brothers fights, but then it is revealed that Rem's final action apparently has diverted the human the human ships 
the the seed ships. It so activ- they 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 put on their thrusters, like their uh, like their reverse thrusters. Because originally, under Rem's programming, they just would have crashed into the planet. Mm-hmm. But now they've initiated like a landing cycle to safely come down. I think. Yep. And 107 years later, Vash vows to take care of knives. Just like he promised Rem. At the, at the city of July, yeah. still standing. Yeah, so. but not in the same way she might have intended. Yes. And with that, we come to a close. Nearly, well, more than halfway through the series of Trigun. Any final thoughts, Dan, on this batch of episodes? I'm very much enjoying this. I'm very invested. I want to see, you know, how this turns out. Um, yeah, I just... Uh, in some ways, I'm saddened that it took me this long to do it, but I am happy to be doing it on this podcast, of course. Yes. Um, I'm just excited to see what happens. All right. Well, it's going to be a while. It <laughs> is. Yeah. We got yeah. a few things to take care of first. We do. We've got to suffer and, you know. Triumph. Yeah, triumph. <laughs> In May. Mm-hmm. It's going to be May. It is going tomorrow. to be May, yeah. yeah. And you know what that means. Sinister Six is... and Anna Masterpiece. That's right. Is on the way. The two angles, yep. or no, the angle and the devil yeah. on, on our respective it's shoulders true. are, are rearing up again, so. Yeah. Uh, but uh, before we go, anywhere that our audience can find us on social media, Dan? Uh, you can follow me uh, on Instagram on King underscore Dennis, um, as well as our adjacent Anime Was Not a Mistake podcast uh, Instagram and Facebook accounts, if you please. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And you can find me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram and the TikTok, and Drink and Read JK on Twitter, or by checking out my other podcasts, including Nightcaps at the Theater and Drink and Read. Mm-hmm. Mm. But next time, a storm is brewing for me again, huh? Yes. Mm. Uh, again, you know, uh, we, we often talk about, uh, I just referenced the angel and the devil, but mm-hmm. I think it's more comparable to that, you know, that tale of the two wolves that exist inside oh, everyone. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, the one wolf in me strives to never bring too much crap mm-hmm. on the same level as, you know, his previous Sinister Sixes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have tried to step it up and find, you know, an even mix of quality movies but that other wolf is still fighting, and I did buy a lot of crap mm, for previous Sinister Six pots. Yeah. So they are both still in there. It is a mix of, like, similar to your mix, I would say. Like, classy, cheesy, and Trashy. in-betweeny, yep. whatever the... Yep. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be a little bit more balanced, but it's okay. still going to be unpleasant, most likely. I see. Uh, you know, we can look forward to some flying kicks, some some insectoid... Incursions yes. <laughs> and uh, some hard-boiled detective work, maybe. Oh, well, you had the alliteration going on there, but I did. Yeah. Damn it! Hard-boiled hijinks. Hard-boiled hijinks. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, but that is what I am teasing for next week's pot, huh. uh, and we we do hope you'll join us. We understand if you don't. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'll suffer for all of us. Gonna bring out the big guns, mm. as they say. The big arm guns. Big arm guns. Yeah. Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our wee horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. 
If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to be continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara.